Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome wherever in the world you are listening to, or whatever time zone in the world you are getting this podcast. You are very welcome to episode one of Talk Till the Cows Has Come Home, a podcast. Ah, you like that, do you? Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Did you not know? No. So I haven't, I haven't told anyone what it's called. That is brilliant. So a friend of mine, I said, what I'm going to do is introduce every time and see what people's reactions that are. That's fucking brilliant. So this is the This Is Us podcast. Um, about the journal, what was, what is, and what now. And you will be glad to know, after listening to me and the introduction, that I have guests for each episode. And I'm joined today by Miss Sarah Richardson. Sarah is a good friend from the beach. She is a midwife. She's an author herself. And she runs courses. And she is actually a little legend, um, which you'll all find out. So you're very welcome. Yeah, a big legend. And don't forget the podcast, <laughs> an absolute presenter of the podcast, Sacred Women. And um, all the links will be attached to this episode oh, i feel like i feel like blind boy or something there you go. where's my plastic bag so you're very welcome thank you so chapter one the very first episode and it's the very first chapter it's cultivating self-awareness so what jumped out with you on that one mm, okay so the first thing i would say is um i know we were speaking a little bit about this before but self-awareness the first time i ever experienced it was probably in a session of uh, internal family systems, which is an incredible piece of work by a man called Dick Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in this, uh, she, the therapist I was going to was doing hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, and then she was bringing in this new model. And it was the first time that I experienced self and it frightened me actually, because the whole idea of this model of internal family systems or IFS is that we have the self and then we have all these fragmented parts of us and the fragmented parts could be like a three-year-old or a four-year-old or even an ancestral part or another traumatized part and they're all frozen in time and that we're all acting out from these parts of us that are much younger and so I had been going to this woman and you know I had always been in a part of mine. So the part of mine might be um, afraid or traumatized or, you know, something. And so I had this experience where um, we were doing it with our eyes closed and where I felt this being, right? And I was like, I feel this like huge being and it's frightening me because it's so big and it's so powerful and it's so beautiful and it's so magical. And she was like, okay, and, and what age is it? And I was like, it doesn't have an age. And so we were kind of trying to figure, is this a part? Because, you know, to find it, if it's a part, you can ask it a few questions. And usually it's, you know, gives you a younger age and you can kind of update that so that it can integrate back into your own system. So anyway, we were questioning, questioning. And I was like, no, it's not. And she said, is it self? And I was like, oh my God, the tears started rolling. And I was like... I think it I think it's self and from that point on that was maybe four or five years ago from that point on self has always been the main one and then the parts self looks after Mm -hmm. so I can kind of distinguish now between okay there's self who and actually in the book no bad parts which uh, Dick Schwartz wrote where he speaks about all parts even the ones that are you know would murder someone the shadow yes is actually not a bad part mm-hmm. is actually trying to protect you so he uh so anyway i was yeah reading that book and he says that the self 
is all of the C's, right? Has compassion naturally, not something we need to call in. Has uh, courage, not something we need to call in. It actually is naturally courageous, naturally compassionate, naturally calm, naturally curious, naturally creative. So when all the parts began to separate from me and I got to sense self, actually it was naturally all those things so that's a good way for me to know if I'm in self or I'm in a part Mm -hmm. is actually to be like how do I feel I actually feel really curious I feel really creative I feel really calm and then I'm I'm in self okay so that's the first thing that comes to mind well well, listen four minutes in and we have gone deep (laughs) anyone that I don't do surface no 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 yeah uh, Anyone that has the pleasure of listening to Sarah will know if you say, oh, fancy an ice cream, you'll end up talking about the cow who made the milk to make yes. the ice cream and the grass and where he ate the grass. And Mother Earth and the yeah, Mother yeah, yeah, Cosmos. Yeah. But it's the same with everything. Self is, I think we do tend to have these, with our eyes, we look outwardly all the time and we look at other people and we mm-hmm. seem to be able to have a judgment or, or um, an opinion on other people. The last person that we tend to look at is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as the way you beautifully described it, the shadow side normally people say the lower self we tend to push that away but it's yeah. about embracing that lower self and understanding it is a good thing because then we can make peace with that to allow us to make better choices in the future to become higher in all areas so mm-hmm. i think that was my opening sort of chapter it was always going to be to look at self because mm-hmm. from then onwards exactly how you said it for the, all the other 11 chapters where you will keep bringing it back to self. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And especially the shadowy parts, like the parts that feel unlovable, the parts that feel embarrassing or whatever, like actually if you can make friends with them, then that's a game changer. Yeah. Like the biggest part I made friends with was this like part of me that was really addictive mm-hmm. and had done lots of things, had done, had been addicted to drugs and and all these different things and you would think that there's a lot of shame with that and actually when I got to access the addict part oh my god it was just such an intelligent part yes you know yes there's so much intelligence with these and I love that's why I love the work of Gabor Mate where he, yeah. they're talking about addiction studies but it's not about battling the addiction it's a battle in the why yeah and getting to the name why are you doing this so why do you act anger or why do you je- why are you jealous? Just cause you know there has yeah. to be a why, and that's talk. That's about looking into self yeah. and understanding why we feel uneasy around certain people. You know, there's chapters about energy and and, and uh, boundaries in the book where by instilling those, maybe we can get a higher self mm-hmm. more often. Mm-hmm. But it's about making those choices. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and it is. It's again, it's 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 stuff that we don't know traits that we know about ourselves, but also appreciate of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and then maybe other people pointing out stuff that we weren't aware of, or maybe they have pointed out and we've gone straight into the defensive and no, 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 no. And we tend to dismiss it. It's about walking away and having to think about it and maybe Mm. looking closely and go, shit, maybe I do go on like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's so confronting. It is. Yeah, it is. And the thing as well, like I'm just thinking as we're speaking about self, how much we have to unravel what not self is. You know, mm-hmm. like what has been maybe put on us from society about, or oh, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then actually unraveling from all that and go, well, what's my true self? Well, actually, I don't need to get married or actually I don't need to 
you know, or I can be self-employed or whatever it is. But it's actually like unraveling from society, unraveling from parents, from uh, our ancestors, from generations. Huge. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've got years and years of a weight like lifting put onto your shoulders. You feel as if it's stuck. I can't get out, you know. And I did say about looking at yourselves and I suppose people may confuse that with the inner critic, which we all have a bit of an inner critic, but that Mm. can stop us from moving forward. But being kind to ourselves, the language that we use to ourselves, I'm aware of my bad traits and I'm aiming to heal them. I'm able to aiming to fix them and doing it in a soft manner. Mm. But it's that awareness that we have to bring to this ground force we have to be able to see it you know yeah um yeah. so it's really really good that where you're coming from from that side of things mm. um and what else then and what else in regards to self did do you think the journal can bring out in people and to help them work on i mean i think even the journal alone is like creating a space for people to reflect like it's incredible when you do when you start writing and actually just a little thing as well for people when they're writing I like to actually hand the pen energetically over to to self right Mm -hmm. so I would call like my higher self self so like instead of me talking about God or the universe even like that self part of us is the highest level of consciousness like that self is like as I said always kind compassionate you know all the things so I like to actually hand a pen over and I do this in workshops where I'll say hand a pen over. Actually, don't say it to self. I, I won't even mention what I say, but um, we do this exercise, especially on retreats where I hand the pen over to a higher version of ourself. And the things that people write is absolutely incredible. And it's funny because I remember my last retreat, there was like 20 women and we did this exercise where we we just set the intention okay we're going to hand the pen over to a higher version of ourselves. and when everybody wrote when everybody read it out there was the same tone of voice which was really interesting so there was 20 women from different backgrounds but what tone of voice they used was all the same mm-hmm. which kind of makes me think that self is connected to some sort of a maybe a, a unity mm-hmm. a oneness yeah. you know because it was a really beautiful tone of voice and everyone noticed it you used the word there and I was going to use it in my next uh, sentence, but I was waiting for you to say it. And when you did, uh, it jumped out at me, uh, the word intention. So mm. you would use that a lot in your ceremonies, if it's yeah. lighting incense or having cacao or doing your angel readings or whatever. So people say, what's your intention? Yeah. And speak it out in your head or speak it in your mind. And I feel that word doesn't have to be around ceremonies. No. I think in life, if we have the right intention when we do stuff, so if we're going to give for charity, what's our intentions? Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, there is, again, a chapter about giving in silence because people might say, well, I'm doing this because I'm going to get something out of mm. it. And that's not probably the, the right intention. Yeah. So when you're setting out to, to journal um, or to, to start it even, the intention is for growth. The intention is to improve yourself and to develop certain areas that you might have not looked at. Yeah. And even saying that, giving the intention to the pen. Yeah. I I do it every time Mm -hmm. and it's almost like a friend of mine did this training course in gateless writing she wrote a book in this method right and gateless writing is I don't know exactly what it is but it's it's that it's like you're doing some sort of a, a meditative um getting into a meditative state and then like handing over the intention to a higher 
power and I don't really like saying that but a higher version of herself and um, but she wrote a book you know through this method of writing mm-hmm. and it's just like free flowing stream of consciousness and I think that's where the gems are because there's some things I write and I'm like where the fuck did that even come from come I think there's a bit of witch in you yeah there's, so no, there's, there's not a bit of witch there is a, a witch because I'm like in my head <laughs> and I was going in my head it's like that sounds like when you're in flow state yeah you know when everything yeah. just seems to be just working out for you and the songs that are coming on the radio or what you want to sing to the people are waving yeah. you're meeting people that are just putting you in good form things are happening for you and I think when you're in that flow state mm. so even it, when you start writing the stuff just comes out the oh, creativity yeah. just releases yeah and yeah. that's when you know you're in the zone yeah I call it in the zone um and it's interesting that we're number one right because this podcast hopefully will be the first one they listen to as they begin this journey and I uh like say if I'm if I'm holding a ceremony there'll be an opening and there'll be a closing and what happens in the middle of that is just pure magic Mm -hmm. right because you're intentionally opening a sacred space and the thing about a sacred space is you're entering into non-ordinary reality right we're having ordinary reality when we're having our dinner going to school but when you open a sacred space, now that could be fucking waving around sage and doing a dance with a drum, right? Or it could just be like dropping in and calling on your higher self. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're going on this journey, it would be cool to be like, I'm going to open up this 12 month journey, you know, and and go on this journey. And then at the end of the book, you close that, you know? So I just think that there's, and then what gets weaved in that 12 months is, is magic. Absolutely, yeah. Well, at the end, it's, it's there's a, a chance to recap in each chapter, but it finishes with what now? Yeah. And that's in the title. So yeah. everyone has a choice. What are we going to do now? And then, you know, hopefully buy a new buy journal. A new <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start again, you're starting from a different yeah. point. And I'm sure people have attended your ceremonies and months later they've come back and they're in a completely different yeah. space. Um. We, we spoke a little bit off air. I feel like a radio presenter now. I'm using all the... Off air. I'm using the catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, used, we were speaking earlier and about the, the fact that it's four weeks and you were saying, why did they do it for four weeks? And mm-hmm. I said, well, it gives people an opportunity to really go at it each each chapter a month because we're not all going to have good weeks. And you used yeah. a really good point in regards to uh, the time of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you like to explain a little bit? Because it was really interesting. I mean, from an, from a, Obviously, I wouldn't have looked at it that way, but it yeah, really made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is... This is like so powerful when you can tap into the menstrual cycle. So first of all, there's four stages of the menstrual cycle. So it's interesting that you use four weeks, right? So for any of the women who are buying this book, um, a nice way to move through this book would be with your menstrual cycle. So you've got day one to seven. That's the menstrual phase. That's bleeding, right? And that is a time of like complete hibernation it's a time when a lot of people feel no energy, don't want to socialize. But the magical part of that is it's meant to be that way because it's designed that you go deep inward and you get all of the wisdom from yourself and your soul and, you know, what's true to you, right? Instead of more social and external. Now, the interesting thing is when um, back in ancient times, we would have bled around the time of the new moon, which is the dark moon. And women all would have bled together because we would have been sinking up and people would have ovulated at the full moon, right? And it's not woo-woo or witchy. It's actually just because 
the full moon, there was more light. So people were able to be out more. They were able to be socializing more. And if you go right back, they would have actually had like red tents where people would go to bleed, right? And in these red tents, they were they were having ceremonies and rituals, okay? So I would say that day one to seven, so week one of your cycle would be a time to go deep on this journal, reflect in like maybe picking a chapter that was like around something that you had to reflect on, like boundaries or self, like that's the time to go inward, right? Um. And then you move to, say, uh, day seven to 14, and that's when the new follicle is growing, right? So it's preparing for ovulation. So your energy is beginning to come a little bit outward. Then you've got um, the mid middle cycle, which is where you're full bloom, full energy, full moon, socializing, feeling sexy, like want to connect. That would be more of your time to be productive. So say week three of your cycle, and that would be the time in this journal to be like, action 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 what do I need to do what do I need to create what do I you know and it would be more like I like to say to people look after yourself in ovulation phase so that you can rest in the menstrual phase so say if you got all of your actions done in the mid cycle then you could just go inward then Mm -hmm. and and then it repeats yeah yeah so I have a a to-do list that I don't want to do list so maybe (laughs) in week three it's get the I don't want to do list out of the way and smash it in that week yeah um I told you it would go deep guys I I told you it was we're actually going back to the red (laughs) I'm trying to pull it back a little bit yeah 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 we're talking about a lot more no we just keep it that and for the guy the guys that are listening obviously the, the reason I did the four weeks is from being a man myself I know that if we don't stick to something consistently we tend to just push it aside. Mm-hmm. So I said to attack each chapter as, as a cycle of a month to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to give it a go and give it as far as I can yeah. week after week and commit to it rather than just doing a week and say, I don't like that, I'm moving on. Because yeah. habits, they take time. And if you're yeah. going to change habits, you have to do it consistently. But mm. your version sounds a lot more... <laughs> a lot, mine's a little bit more fluffy. Yeah, it's a little bit fluffy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's interesting and it's, it's a good way of looking at it. And um, interesting men they found have their cycle in a 24 hour period, whereas we have a 28 day period. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to reflect on your own energy ebbs and flows like in a day. So like you might have a really productive couple of hours in the day and that's your time to get action done. And then you might have a really inward, you know, couple of hours in the evening time or whatever. So to just and I suppose this chapter is about uh, self. So reflect on what your cycle is, what what way you ebb and flow and go with that rather than against it. Mm-hmm. Because when you can actually surrender to your own energy flow, and this is kind of harnessing your energy chapter as well. <laughs> you're hinting to get on again, are you? <laughs> yeah. But when you um, know your own cycle, you know, not just the menstrual cycle, but your own ebb and flow or maybe you're in bad form or whatever, if you can just be with it and accept that, that's the whole part about self-acceptance, you know? Well, I think self-aware, you know, I I do say to clients and I say in general, that when someone goes for something to eat, like a vegetarian or someone that's gluten intolerant will always go to a restaurant and they'll make that point to the waiter and say, listen, I can't eat this and I need Mm -hmm. to be careful with that because they understand that if they do eat something like that, it'll go against them. Mm -hmm. And rather than that, so having that awareness about their, their health. Yeah. That gives them the decision to say, listen, I don't want to eat this, but knowing about the self and knowing about what triggers and knowing about what really gets to you. 
going into relationships and meeting new people, having that awareness, you can actually disclose that and say, bear with me because this happened to me or, you know, have a, have an absolutely open conversation about stuff that might come up and trigger you that might affect mm. your mood. Mm. Someone knowing that has a choice then yeah. do I do it and risk after her telling me or they, him telling me, or will I just be oblivious to it? And if you're oblivious, it's not his fault or their fault. Yeah. But if you're talking to them and saying, listen, this type of stuff annoys me or this stuff, you know then exactly. But then some people don't even know what the triggers are. Oh, that's the thing, yeah. And you know what I do? I actually every day write down what triggered me today, mm-hmm. right? Because Good. I think triggers are like fucking portals, right? So whenever, and sometimes I might have five triggers in a day, small ones, but I'm really aware. I'm like, oh, interesting when she said that. So I'll go and I'll write them all down in the evening time. And then I'll actually see there's a theme. So maybe the theme might be um, being rejected or whatever. Um, and actually, that's the thing. And yeah. it's just the trigger was trying to get my attention. So that's something that I do every day. I, I actually write down some of the triggers that happened that day, some of the what um, someone else coined pings. So like pings are mm-hmm. like aha moments yeah. or, or kind of synchronicities. Um, and then any tests that might have happened that day that I'm like, that may have crossed my boundaries and I stood up for myself. So like, that's a daily thing for me. Excellent. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. And that's really, really going into self. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love self. No, no, I get, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Um, What's well, your self like? Well, it's a lot better now. Right. I think, but this, because I've lived this journal over the last two years, I've, yeah. I've practiced it. I every little snippet of therapy sessions that I've done, I've taken little bits out and, uh, you know, I purposely wrote it because not therapy is not for everybody. Yeah. Self-discovery isn't for everybody. And they might mm-hmm. think once I go in again, some people might go, oh, I'm going to do meditation. I'm going to do cacao. I'm going to do Pilates. I'm going to do yoga. And that's Monday. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to, and they try and push themselves, immerse themselves in so much that they don't find out what they actually really like or what they're yeah. actually getting benefits from. So it does take time to try out stuff. And that's why there's some mm. suggestions in other chapters to say, look, it's not for everybody. Yeah, Go and try it out. And just because we know about self doesn't mean the person that we meet or the person around us, our family members, are going to have the same understanding. So having that awareness to be able to say, pick your battles. Yeah. And if you can't have that conversation yeah. with a sibling or you can't have a conversation with an older generation, well, then you have to take in boundaries and say, okay, well, I need to remove myself just because I don't. I'm fighting a losing battle here. Mm, yeah, totally. And understanding that about myself to be able to step away because I would have been guns blazing yeah. and frustration and wondering yeah. why and, oh my God, why can't you know the stuff that I know? But that's just my yeah. ego. Yeah. You know, that's not their fault. It was me. And understanding that to be able to say, okay, walk away mm. and deal with your stuff. That's what I've learned. And yeah. still learning. Yeah, I love You that. know, still learning. Yeah. Um, so that was chapter one, episode one. Can I say one more thing? You may say, well, I knew, I, yeah, I was warned. I said, this is a bit about we, 20 minutes. Can she we went, do another one really? after? Um, I want to say how exciting it is if you don't know self, because that's the most beautiful journey. And someone said that to me years ago, before I went, I spent time in West Africa and I was doing a lot of shamanic work and shamanic work is so dark and mm-hmm. fucking so heavy. And, and I was like, where's the joy? Like, where is the beauty and the joy? It's so heavy and, and serious and whatever. And I remember someone saying, how amazing that you haven't found joy yet. 
and it was the most epic journey. Wow. So I just want to say that if you're listening and going, oh, I don't know, self, fuck it. You know, how fucking brilliant and exciting because what a journey because to because every little thing you're like, you might go to say a cacao ceremony, for example, and go, that feels a little bit like me. Mm-hmm. And then you might go to um, a fucking dance and you're like, that feels a bit like me. And every day it's like getting to know like the things you like, the things that light you up, the things that really fucking don't light you up. And and it's a beautiful journey. And because it's you. It's so you. It's yeah. you. And it's not the norm. It's not social media. It's not to look good. It's because I get a feeling from ecstatic dancing. I yeah. get this buzz. And to love thyself, mm. first and foremost, is so hard for some people. Yeah. Um, but buying this journal and starting <laughs> start, <laughs> starting this journal, though, in fairness, to yeah. actually hold the journal in your hand and say, I'm going to give this a go, is the first step of loving self. I agree. So thank yeah. you so much. And congratulations I'm sh- on your beautiful you. baby. Oh, my, my uh, the midwife. It's there my day, go. the midwife in the first episode. And I'm now... I delivered your baby. You did indeed. And uh, I will put the link up for Sarah. And if anyone wants to be lucky enough to go on any of her workshops, you'll be in for a treat, as you can imagine. And so thank you very much.